Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. My name is Brad Caldwell, and I'm the CEO of Spark Business Strategies, where I am a brand strategist and a marketing strategist and a business consultant for businesses and business leaders 
all across the United States and in a couple cool countries. You've heard me say it before, if you've heard my normal segment on Wednesdays, 10.30 Eastern in the morning, obviously, um, that we just got a client in Hungary. That's a lot of fun. Um, I'm super grateful that they speak English because um, I don't, I'm, gosh, I'm from the South. I barely speak the language I was given. So I have owned Spark Business Strategies for three years. It's a three-year-old company. And every now and again, I, I get to run a, a networking organization, be a leader in a large networking organization in Wilmington, North Carolina, where I live, where I get to pour into young business professionals. And I'll get asked quite often, what do you wish you knew before you started? What do you wish you knew? And today we've been talking about what you must know about business. And so we're going to wrap today with me answering the question, what do I wish I knew before I started Spark Business Strategies? I'm going to give you six things. We're going to roll pretty quickly, and then I'm going to send you all on over to the next room. The first thing I wish I knew more about that I leaned into way better, what I wish I knew before I started Spark, were partnerships. Partnerships increase efficiency and excellence. They just do. Suppliers and supply chain, manufacturing, subcontractors, strategic partnerships. Those things have saved me so much money now. Made me so much money now. Saved me so much time now. See where I'm going. Made the work a lot more fun now, when I can hand a job off to someone who's better at it than I am, and I know them and I trust them, and I know that they're going to get paid well for their work, and I'm going to get paid well for my work, and our companies will be taken care of, or I'm going to bring them onto my team and they're going to help me make my team better. Or I know when I call someone for an order, it's going to get done, or if it's not going to get done, I know the person who's going to call me back. Or as I have grown as a business person, the people I lean on when I have business questions, man, partnerships have saved my business. They've saved my sanity and they have exponentially increased my reach and my capacity. So if you want something that increases efficiency, excellence, capacity, revenue, and joy, the first thing I wish I knew when I was starting my business Everybody thinks like us and they try was to get partnerships. That's not how it is, man. They're so good, I can't understate it. Not how it is. The second thing I wish I knew was how important it was to have a clear UVP. Every single one. My unique value proposition allows me to have a ready expression of what makes my company unique. You've got to have a, a clear UVP. Ideally, this is a statement, clear, concise. What makes me, what makes us, what makes Spark unique in this industry? Spark Business Strategies is a branding and marketing agency that allows businesses to increase their revenue through industry research, clear brand strategy, and integrated marketing executions. That's what we say to everyone. Now, we have a cute little quote that we use. Whatever grows is from whatever has been planted. That's a slogan. That's a tag. It looks better on a business card. But if you work here, you're doing one of three things, if not all three. You're doing the research. 
you're developing the strategy or you're helping with the marketing executions. Those are the three pillars of our business. But what makes us unique is that I'm not trying to increase your follower count. I'm not in trying to increase your popularity. I'm not trying to make your logo pop. I'm not trying to help you have a cool, clever slogan. I am trying to make you more money. I do marketing to make you money. I am a brand strategist to increase your business's revenue. And in my industry, that expression is relatively unique. And so it helps set me apart. Having a clear UVP allows me to have a ready at the arm. I mean, just quick draw. Brad, what makes Spark unique? Boom. It's the research, the strategy, and the integration of those things to develop marketing tactics for your business. Boom, I'm ready. I did not have that when I started. I was a fumbling mess of communication. Brad, what does Spark Business Strategies do? Uh, we um we do like we do like branding. Well, what's branding? Well, it's like marketing but different. Okay, great. How do I get home? If you fumble the ball, it is hard to carry the ball forward. And a UVP allows you to carry the ball forward. Every car that goes through lane, every single So I wish I knew partnerships. I wish I knew the importance of my value proposition. And when I started Spark, I wish I knew the market because it made it easier to find the shopper. I wish I knew the market because it was easier to find the shopper. Knowing your ideal client personas, ICP, you've heard me talk before, you know I talk about that a lot. Maybe you know them as an avatar or the target market. Knowing your client persona, avatar, target market, impacts the aim of your marketing dollar, your sales goals, and your cost structures. So if you're developing sales goals without knowing who you're selling to, your goals are about to change whether you like it or not. I want to make a million dollars in year one. Okay, what's the revenue, the average revenue of the person you're selling to? $35,000 a year. Chief, you're going to have to sell to all of them in America to be a millionaire. Because your sales goals don't line up with the market. So know the market in order to find the shopper. I don't go to Harris Teeter to buy a hammer. I go to Lowe's for that. Know the market. So if you're looking for hammers, know the market. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. If you don't know who's most apt to buy from you, do the research before you set the parameters. We've got some brilliant car salespeople on this call. We always do in, in Breakfast with Champions. Then it is fun to listen to them articulate the sales strategy behind how they sell certain vehicles on the lot, all the vehicles within that brand, or how some brands have a bigger name or, or seem to be more high-end versus the more readily accessible brands that have a wider range of car offerings. And it's a different strategy because if they're selling me a Camry, 
which would be just fine. If they're selling me a Camry, they're going to sell it to me differently than they're going to sell someone else the Lexus. Because market research is going to tell them more about the guy who's going to buy the Camry and the guy who's going to buy the Lexus. And that changes within where the dealership's located and the average age of the buyer. There's so many parameters and it can get to be a lot. But friend, if you don't know the market, it's really hard to set goals. And when I started Spark, I did not know the market. And it dramatically impacted the fourth thing, which led me to undervaluing my own company. Not knowing the market forced me to undervalue Spark when we started. So I wish I knew the market because what I really wish I knew, I didn't even know about, was a cost strategy. And that cost strategy is greater than and more important than your pricing list. If you make a product, you know the cost of products. You make an adjustment for how long it takes you to make said product. You take whatever it is you think you're worth per hour and then divide it by the number of those things you can make per hour. You have set the cost of goods at X, then you add in profit, and now you know what the bracelet you make by hand is worth. That's how we determine the value of a product. We do the same formula, theoretically more or less, with service. We know that. We know how we develop those things, but that's not a cost strategy, that's a price list. So if you're selling the bracelet for $5 in a market where the average bracelet is worth $15, and everybody's making bracelets very similar to yours. Now you have a UVP that tells everyone your bracelet's fancier, or your bracelet's better, or it does something magical. I don't know, I don't make bracelets. But you do something great with the bracelet that you make. So you've got a unique sales proposition. You've got a unique value. But you set your costs based on a strategy of, well, this is what it costs to make. And you didn't know the market. You don't know your competition. Then you're selling a $5 bracelet in a $15 market, which means you're going to sell a lot of bracelets. You're going to burn out your capacity. And you're not going to make as much money as you could have. Every single trade. For me, my pricing was awful. I lowballed my own expertise, immediately forcing my own market reach to the people who, and you got to imagine I'm doing air quotes, could only afford me. And I know what you're thinking. Well, Brad, I can only afford certain things, and that's fine. But I'm telling you, I won in the marketplace simply because I was the cheapest. I won because I was the cheapest. Let's go back to the car strategy. If you're going out to buy a car and you're looking to buy the cheapest car, sometimes it's the cheapest car for a reason. So you're going to buy a lemon because you only wanted to spend $400. You're certainly not going to be on the brand new car lots. You're probably going to have caviar dreams, but you're on Facebook Marketplace looking for your next car. And that's okay if you want that car that's on Facebook Marketplace. But a lot of us, especially when we're starting out in our business, we're not trying to price ourselves up or down or out. We want to price ourselves based on what we are trying to get to.
I don't want to win by being the cheapest. I hate it being told, well, you're cheaper than everybody else. It really bothered me. Until I learned that I don't win today because I'm the cheapest, because I'm not the cheapest. I win because I'm good at this. I lead with adding value. And if cost is a barrier, I've made enough revenue in this company where I can change it if I think it needs to serve you best. And if yours is a project I really, really want to be a part of. Because now I've got the bandwidth where I can move those numbers around. Because I'm not based on the cost of goods. I'm not based on what I need in order to make a living, which is difficult. If you're starting a business and your sales goals are based on what you need to make a living, you've set a hard cap. And unless you need to make a quarter of a million dollars to live, your cap is going to be very small. So what is your cost strategy? I wish I had one when I started. Now I wish I could explain the importance of it to more people. So I wish I knew partnerships. I wish I knew the importance of a UVP. I wish I knew my market so I could find the shopper. I wish I knew that cost strategy was more important and more valuable and greater than a pricing list. And number five, I wish I understood that I have more resources than the thing that I do. Okay. You've seen the little signs by the side of the freeway. That says, like I just said, if you come up to me and you want to engage in, in a conversation with me about sales, straight up sales, I can say, man, that's, a, that's awesome. I am not great at sales. I'm just looking at the top of the screen right now, but I can call Glenn, Scott, and Brian. Uh, and say, uh, all brilliant at sales. I'm going to hand you three people who I have access to, and that having the access to those people who are experts in their field. You want to you want to deal, work through workplace conflict? I can talk about workplace conflict, but if you'd like a pro, let's talk to Susie Miller. And I've got dozens of those today. And back when I started three years ago, maybe I only had a dozen. But because my mindset was I'm going to work on my job and my craft and stay right here, when someone said, Brad, what do you know about sales? I said nothing, and I hung up the phone. I'll get back to you on that. I never did because I don't know the answer to the question. And it never occurred to me, hey, Brad, your dad was in sales his entire career. He is happily retired and doing well today. He and your mom have a beach house down in South Carolina. They're doing great. Because your dad was really good at sales for 45 years, but because you're so focused on that thing you do, that thing you make, on trying to figure out what branding is, you didn't flex the fact that you have great resources around you. Your business assets can include your industry knowledge, when you're good at branding and marketing, you know business. No, I don't know sales. I mean, I get it, but I'm certainly not an expert in it. But I understand that a bad brand impacts daily operational flow of a business. So now I'm a business consultant. I get paid to consult business leaders about their business, and we never talk about branding. We never talk about it. I get called on to work with franchises about how they execute the franchise goals and how they can do it better. Because I have industry knowledge that I didn't tap into when I started. I didn't start expanding and expounding and celebrating my team. 
My team is an asset in my company. I have intellectual property, things that we've developed at Spark that I just threw out into the world and let other people take it as their own, but it's not, it's mine. Knowing the broader assets of Spark has allowed me to expand my offers, increase my revenue, and close more leads, because yes, I can help you with that. And sometimes the yes is the person I'm going to send you to. But I'll always be the person who had that resource. Always. Along the lines of marketing, if you were to call me right now, I'm like, Brad, my business is struggling, and as a man or woman of faith, I don't know what to do. I can tell you all about a conference in Kentucky coming in a couple weeks that I'm not even going to be at because I got to go officiate a wedding. So I won't be at Grow for God, but Glenn will be there, and Tamara will be there, and Amelia will be there, Ramon will be there. A lot of people I trust in a lot of really important spaces who walk in a kind of faith and lead businesses, I have access to those people. And when you understand the resources that you have, you understand much better the value you bring when you walk in the room. I wish I knew then what I know now, that my value is not limited to my work. I have some tremendous resources. Whatever it is, we've been telling the same story for number six. Last one. Man, I wish I knew. This is probably the one I struggled with the most. And this is not going to be a struggle for everybody. Some of you are going to be like, Brad, this isn't me. And I know that, and I'm okay with it. So, in case you don't believe me, I brought three. I wish I knew how to accept help. For examples of some of the largest companies in the world, I kind of throw these three things together. I wish I knew how to accept help. I wish I knew how to celebrate wins, and I wish I knew how to take a breath. Because you put them all together for my mental health. I wish I was as concerned about Brad Caldwell as I was about Spark Business Strategies, because I didn't give Brad Caldwell a second thought. Spark started in February of 2019. And I ran, I ran as hard as I could. I sprinted and I'm not a sprinter. I absolutely freaked out. I said yes to every offer. I jumped at any possible chance to work, anything where I could flex my skills. I went for it. I put my head down. I worked incessantly. I skipped a lot of dinners. Oh, I got a lot of wins and I ignored them. I got the win. I did the work and I went on to the next win. I learned very little as a business entrepreneur in year one. Very little. And in fact, in 2019, now everybody think about your timelines, right? In 2019, toward the end, right around Thanksgiving, my dad, who's retired, said, do you take a break, son? What's the last thing you learned? And that's super convicting because I am a huge fan of learning. Don't ever think I'm going to out business my capacity to learn. I am never going to out revenue the opportunity to learn something I didn't know. And I had completely forgotten about it pretty much for all of 2019. And then I realized I hadn't spent a lot of time with our young, nearly newborn because I was busy making a life. That was my excuse. 
And I had ignored several of those great resources who were asking me if I needed help because they could tell I was exhausted. I, I ignored them. I didn't even turn them down. I ignored them. And when my dad said, what have you learned? I was like, dad, I don't know. Let's cut the turkey. <laughs> and then I made up my mind. I pulled my team together. I apologized for not focusing on the team. I apologize for being the manager of Spark Business Strategies and not the CEO. I apologize for the deficit in my effort to lead. I couldn't even tell you I was a bad leader. I wasn't even trying. I was busy running a company and I wasn't leading my people who have a greater capacity to do good, to help businesses and to increase our revenue than Brad will ever have by himself. I wasn't pouring into my people. I was pouring into my laptop. And this is 2019. I ain't blaming Clubhouse. I wasn't on it. I am not an early adopter. It sounds really cool when you could say that. Nope. And in 2020, when everything kind of started to collapse for people, I had spent the last two months pouring into apps that we weren't using, functionalities we hadn't tried. I was like, man, I think Zoom is really cool. If ever people really needed to like stay where you're at and communicate, I had no concept of what was coming. But the minute a pandemic hit, after two, three months of learning, we moved everything to virtual. I had spent three months pouring into my team. They had never been more excited or more efficient. I reached out to all my clients and told them how they could get me in a whole bunch of new ways. And in 2020, Spark Business Strategies did not have one client lose revenue. First company was Nike. Not one. In 2020, Spark Business Strategies saw two clients double their revenue. Double. One client went from 400,000 to just under eight. One client went from 1 million to 2.2 million. Because we held the line. We, we were ready. We were ready for what we weren't ready for. It wasn't clever phrases like pivoting or, or rebranding or casting a new vision. No, there were tools sitting there. And because I was paying attention to the market, I knew what I was shopping for. I was shopping for solutions for problems that didn't exist just because I wanted to be able to solve people's problems because that's the passion of Spark Business Strategies. That is moreover the passion of the guy who started it. I want to solve people's problems. And so when the problems started to exist in them COVID streets, we were ready. We were on Zoom. We had already tried out Zoom meetings. We had already gone live on every social media platform, teaching businesses how to go live themselves. We had coached businesses on how to do it on a budget and not use Spark. How to be your own CMO when you have no capital. When you are over leveraged and you need more revenue, how can you leverage social media? That's a, that's a video in the internet somewhere. I don't promote it a whole lot because I'd much rather you pay my company to do it. But if I had just paused to accept the help, my 2019 would have been as good as my 2020, or it would have set me up for an even better 2020, which is mind boggling, except for the fact that we kept learning all the way through 2020. And in 2001, in January, 
when just for fun and business research, a downloaded clubhouse. And here we are nine months later, and you're listening to me talk on a segment. And for the vast majority of you, you have no idea who I am. And it is because of these six things I have learned. I have learned of the fundamental goodness of partnership. I have learned of the incredible value that my company's unique value proposition allows my potential consumers, differentiates me from my competition, and gives me an advantage in this marketplace. Because I now know this marketplace and when my company expanded like physically, like we got, we got pushed into geographic locations I never conceptualized. When Seattle called, we knew how to study the market. And when Chicago called, we knew how to study the market. And when Houston called, we were there in the market. And then when people who traveled or were virtual were talking to us about how to handle those kinds of market differentiations, we were prepared when India called, Haiti, Jamaica, and just a couple months ago, hungry. Because we knew the market. We knew the shopper. And today we have a cost strategy, not a price list. I'm not beholden to the cost of the thing because we don't make a product. So you do have to be beholden if you make a product. A car costs what a car costs. A bracelet costs what it costs. But where the wiggle room is, is a part of the cost strategy. Today we know how great the resources we have are, and we can name them because most of them are other people who have no affiliation professionally with Spark Business Strategies, but they're Brad's friend or Zach's friend or Ryan's friend or Grace's friend or Nate's friend or John's friend. I'm just rattling off the names of the people who work here because they brought in more resources to make Spark that much better at solving problems. But more than anything, I accept the help, I celebrate the wins, and when this call's over, I'm gonna go on a date with my wife because I've learned how to breathe. My encouragement to all of you is simply those six things. There are more things that I'm sure all these wonderful business leaders wish they knew, but as we wrap up what you must know about business on this Finance Friday, as I close out this room and send you over into the next room, make sure you're following Breakfast with Champions. Click on the greenhouse, follow, it will be simple. Click on Susie Miller's icon right there, right beneath me, and follow her because she will be in the very next room leading a fantastic segment because that's the only kind she knows how to make. Look at the I hope this has been an encouragement to you guys. <laughs> if you have anything you want to jump in and say, please do, but you've only got like 40 look seconds. At the best brands in the world, they don't talk about prices. <laughs> Can I say thank you to you, Brad? I just have never had the opportunity to say it. To Aww. say it. So thanks, Brad. I get so much from you every week. Gosh, Marilyn, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. You have definitely said thank you. You just did it in private messages. I know who you are. Everyone, I do want to say one quick thing. Right beside Marilyn is a lovely young woman I met in New York City when I was at uh, the Breakfast with Champions Consortium. Her name's Laura Diaz Alberto. She makes some great things. She really, really does. And she connected with me at the consortium. She also met my wife who was there. And just last week, she sent a package to my sweet wife who is a COVID critical care nurse with a beautiful scarf that matches the one my wife loved that Laura wore. 
with a sweet note talking about me and my wife. Thank you, Laura. Really matters. Thank you so much, Brad. I also love your segments. I get so much from them and I've learned a lot from you. Thank you. I appreciate that, friend. It is one. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.